Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August 24th. And, um... Yeah. Yesterday, the market had just had a no burger. There was nothing going on in that market yesterday. So um, my guess is that kind of, you know, again, today's probably going to be very similar. Um, I I don't fully expect anything to kind of come out from, uh, from yesterday's kind of nothing. I think you, you know, even in pre market, you've seen, um, uh, good and bad. It, I mean, it's been going up and down. I'm I'm logging into Active Trader Pro right now as we speak, just so I'm able to look at uh Uvixi and other other things. Um, but uh, Josh Brown yesterday said uh he wasn't buying the rally. It's funny because I think it's um it's one of the traders, <clears throat> but. I think it's Terranova, Joe Terranova with the the um, ETF Joe T. But he's wanting to buy the Qs is what he's kind of gone in and said. Um, that he'd like to buy the, the, the QQQs uh, on this pullback. And, and my guidance to you guys, again, I, I say this all the time. I have made far more money and everybody that I know that has money uh, in the stock market has made far more money with buy and hold than they have with trading. So say, for instance, um, on the SPY, and I'm going to go to my strategy tester with SPY. Um, SPY. Uh, let's pull up the algorithm. And um, say for in- yesterday, the SPY got you out with a, what is that? 6.43% on the run. And that run goes all the way back to July 18th. And I told you there's a button hook. And there's this gap here that was created on August 10th, my birthday. And we've covered that gap. Um, you know, again, there's 409 on, on SPY is the bottom of this volume shelf that I see. Uh, if we hit that, if we don't hit that, you're going to 4,000. That's the next um, 398 officially is the next down. And you can clearly see on the MACD on the SPY that we're in a downward trend. Now, the RSI is at 38. It's in no man's land. Once it gets to 20, um, like it did June 14th, it was an oversold market. Uh, that's where we're getting to now. The question is, does the, the SPY hang out in the S&P in that no man's land? If you're going to go down, Apple needs to go down with it. Apple needs to take the market down and it doesn't look like Apple wants to move under that 165 mark. There is a clear volume shelf at 150. Um, It's between 147 and 149. Um, I should say 145 and 150, just to round it out. 
The 200 day on Apple is at 154 and I'm looking at a four hour chart. If I move to a daily and remember what I said yesterday, when you move from a, a four hour to a daily, uh, the daily is going to be slower to react to anything. And you can clearly see this in Apple. Um, the, the MACD is crossing under an Apple just now. Um, the 200 day is at 160. Uh, so we're above the 200 day. I don't think it's un, unheard of that it would come back to the 200 day. The volume shelves that I see are clearly at the 200 day, which is, should provide support. The RSI is at 57. So for SPY to come down to 4,000, you would need this one to come down and break its 200 day. Uh, and again, Friday is Jay Powell speaking day. Uh, you saw it in the volumes yesterday. The volume on the, uh, the QQQ, uh, it was the lightest day of all year. Nobody wants to trade this until Jay Powell speaks. Uh, maybe they're waiting for uh, jobless numbers to come out Thursday, tomorrow. Who knows? But the reality of this market is we're just in no man's land. And here's what my, my suggestion for you guys. Don't force trades. If you feel like you need to make money, go and gamble. You know, pull up a Uvixi or an Svixi or a TQQQ and an SQQQ. TQQQ was the number two thing traded yesterday, and it, it did nothing. The, the trading range was between 32.20 and 33.35. Absolutely nothing. If you're trading options, you could make money on it. But if you're just trading the stock, eh, that's nothing. I mean, that, that volatility is absolutely nothing. Let's pull up TQQQ in our four-hour uh, trend spider algorithm. Uh, you got out two days ago on August 22nd um, with an 18% gain in TQQQ. The MACD is clearly uh, crossing down. The RSI is at 35. Um, at some point, this picks up. The last time the RSI was at 35 um, was back in June. So you've clearly got an oversold market and they're waiting for Friday for Jay Powell to speak. Um, if you, like I said, if you want to trade um, Uvixi, let's see Uvixi. The VIX is at 23. It's down 1%. Um, the Uvixi is back under 10. Uh, this one, you know, what were we at? 11, close to 11 a couple of days ago. Um, yesterday's range was 977 to 1030. Again. That's nothing. As traders, you want volatility. As investors, eh, you care less. You just want deals. So with that said, um, uh, let's see. NVIDIA reports. Oh, let me go over my friend who works at Avaya. Let me look at Avaya. Um, I'm going to pull this up. Uh, Avaya. A-V-Y-A. It is a falling knife that seems to have found some semblance of hype. Now, the algorithm loses you 75% over 1,000 candles. Buying and holding loses you 93% over 1,000 candles. The average win on this one is 17%. Of every, every stock that, that I tell you guys to trade, this is a highlight of an example of one. Does it need to come back up? No, it doesn't. Why is it coming back up? Because of the fear of bankruptcy. Pull it up in Finviz. A-V-Y-A. Uh, that is the symbol. Uh, Avaya. 
and they're not earning money. Their PE is 1.2. That's the forward PE. But currently, they're not losing money. Uh, there's no dividend. There's 8,000 employees. Um, their performance year to date is down 95%. Uh, Avaya is one, I think they bought, purchased another company. Um, the lenders are hiring advisors, which if you look at the, the bond, the bonds are trading 40 cents on the dollar. Um, it is most likely looking like a bankruptcy, and that's why you're seeing pops every now and then. The volume yesterday was tremendous. Highest volume, um, I would say, I mean, just look. I go back and I can't see volume in this, this range at all. Um, it, it's huge. Now, the, the MACD, you'd be out. Would you be out? No, you'd be in this one at $1.11. Um, it went all the way down to 61 cents, uh, but you're still in that dollar 11 and the, the nine day is finally crossing up to 21 and you have some confirmation on this. Now, would I trade this? This is one of those where you can gamble. Uh, Hertz was a, a perfect example. Um, Hertz is one that went into bankruptcy and when it got to bankruptcy, they had so much inventory and so much future business that the bankruptcy judge said, you know what? Um, I want to make shareholders whole. So I think, you know, again, you could have bought, I think, Hertz for about 50 cents, the stock. And the judge said, there's so much inventory, we're going to give them $6 worth of stock in the future company. So one, you know, 50 cents turned into six. Uh, that's 12 times your money. That's, that's fantastic to me. So, um, is it 12 times? I think it's, maybe it's 10. Nah, it's just over 10. Maybe it's 12. But yeah, again, whatever it is, 1200%, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Um, so, uh, I do think that there's opportunities here. Now, this is what I found interesting in this discussion. And, and I knew this. I just needed it pointed out to me. Uh, while my friend says, yeah, Vio, we've got a good business and, and I'm selling a lot and, and there's a lot and there's a big difference between us and the competitors. Um, the financial thing, it's going to get worked out and you're going to see this stock is coming back. My friend has worked for WorldCom, Enron, Earthlink, Windstream, and others. Uh, Windstream, I think, is the only stock that's still out there and it's on a secondary exchange because it's not good enough to trade on a main exchange. Uh, WorldCom, you know where they went. Enron, you know where they went. Earthlink is still around, but under a private band, brand under private equity. Um, the actual company uh, became worthless. So, Again, my friend works there. I, I, I wouldn't take stock advice from, from the companies that he's worked for, but uh, he does think Avaya is a good buy. And there's nothing, no insider trading there. There's nothing financial-wise. There's nothing um, that he told me that's not out there in the public. So, uh, you know, again, their, their earnings were, they lost 24 cents a share back on August 8th. And what's interesting about it is, I think it was seven days before, they did an issuance of $600 million of debt, and it's now selling at four, 40 cents on the dollar. So 
again, the beta score on this one is 0.68. So the closer it gets to one, the more uh, volatile it is. Um, it, it's an interesting one. I, I thought it was something to bring up. Now, NVIDIA reports, let's see, and they had come out and, and they've already told us that the earnings are going to be poor. And yesterday, uh, August 22nd, sorry, two days ago, we had a MACD cross down on this one. Um, their earnings are August 24th. So it's today after the bell. Uh, I found it shocking that Kathy Woods bought 300,000 shares of NVIDIA last week and sold them this week for a loss. Um, that tells you, you know, again, one of the greatest, um, hedge fund managers, ETF managers, she changed the game as far as actively managed ETFs, uh, within the last five, six years, I have made a lot of money off of Kathy Woods. Uh, I have lost a lot of money under Kathy Woods. I don't question her tactics, but I do question some of her um, decisions. And for instance, um, buying into uh, Teladoc. Well, every business knows that uh, they can do video chatting and, and bill it and apply to HIPAA and you can get your IT team to build that in probably all of 10, 20 minutes. Um, <clears throat> you don't have to go to Teladoc. Uh, DraftKings, it's a bookie on your phone. Big deal. The illegal uh, betting trade still exists and it will still exist. Um, uh, you know, NVIDIA, I, I commended her for buying it. I was hoping it was going to be a long-term one. Uh, I don't know if she's completely sold out, but she bought 300,000 shares and sold. Now, that may just be some rebalancing of, uh, the, in, in, of the position in her portfolio. I don't know. But NVIDIA, the algorithm has you out. So my thing is somebody should teach her some technicals uh, and somebody within her trading division should look at technicals. She completely sold into weakness. Now, she may know something about the earnings. I don't know. Uh, they, they've already come out and said they're going to be weak. I can't imagine they're going to be weaker than what they've said. Um, but that is, it, it was interesting to see that she sold it right before earnings. And again, I... I kind of tell you guys this a lot. Um, traditional managers do sell into earnings. I particularly like to play earnings because of the gambling portion. Um, and typically for my stocks, uh, if they haven't fallen on a knife and it's not in my trading realm, I'll kind of uh, trading portfolio, I'll kind of uh, just hold through earnings. Uh, an interesting one that I saw that I was looking at for my own portfolio yesterday, BABA. You guys know I hate Chinese stocks. Um, BABA had a MACD cross up and it came up in my scans this morning. I was kind of ironic because I was looking at it yesterday because it's just been a falling knife and it's right around that 90 mark. And kind of when I looked at it, I think that 90 mark, remember how I told you energy is around, you know, with Devin, uh, anything over 60, sell it. Anything under 60, buy it. That's probably moved up from this point. Occidental, same $60 kind of thing. Um, but Baba, I, I think 90 is, is where I like. And, and this just goes back short term, um, just this year, nothing more than this year. I think 90 is your bottom and 90 is your, your kind of pivot point. Now, Will it go below 90? Absolutely. Might go to, you know, close to 80. But anything below 90 
I think is is a good buying point on this one. Uh, I do hate Chinese stocks just because they're manipulated. And there's a potential that they could pull the rug out from under you and you will be owed nothing. Simple as that. Um, There's a lot of hedge fund managers who just won't touch this because you could have a rug pull on this one. So, in fact, speaking of rug pulls, uh, Zip Trader Charlie was talking about rug pulls last night in that he thinks Jay Powell's going to do a rug pull. I don't think it's a rug pull, but uh, we'll see what happens. But... Um, yeah, Baba was an interesting one because I think 90 was my kind of pivot point. Now I'm not putting more money into Baba. I currently have about $20,000, which is worth about, I think $10,000, uh, in Baba. So I, I do have a, a tax loss harvesting, um, that I can do on that, that I may do at some point in time. So, uh, big news that just came out and you guys know, uh, I'm a big fan of Peloton. Uh, I had a friend who bought a Peloton bike yesterday, uh, not from Peloton, a used Peloton bike, brand new, still had some plastic on it. It was put together, but still had the plastic on it. Um, the woman who had initially bought it, put it up on Craigslist or, uh, I think it was Facebook marketplace and she just wasn't home enough up in the Nashville area. Um, she bought it for 1500, like three weeks ago and used it twice and just decided her, um, since her office wanted her in Nashville, uh, four times a week, four or five times a week that she just didn't have time to use it. So she sold it for a thousand dollars. Um, she figured she would get rid of it. Uh, it was one of the, the older ones without the articulating screen. Um, so it, it was a basic bike, which probably would have cost 1500 came with a mat, came with shoes, came, came with weights, came with the whole deal. Um, so my friend got it for a thousand bucks. Now, uh, Peloton's problem is that they were a hardware manufacturer that is trying to turn into a retailer slash software. Uh, this was interesting because when I heard this news about 20 minutes ago, I started researching it, pulled it up in the algorithm. You had a MACD cross down, um, with the nine day and the 21 day underneath and ironically, it was an 18% gain. You rode this one all the way up to 13. Now, today it's at 11. I think it's opening up, let's see, Peloton is going to open up about 10% up. It's up at 12. So you're at 12. But just back on August 16th, you had 13 and 14 in the bag. So do I think that that this is a, a, um, a, a potential back move up? I do. Um, my friend asked me, their earnings are coming out August 24th. Is it today? Um, it is tomorrow pre-market, August 25th, tomorrow pre-market. Uh, they announced today their partnership with Amazon. This is huge because, um, it will change the game. Amazon is the biggest retailer. Um, their margins will shrink. Now, what's interesting is remember the new CEO is trying to get them out of the hardware business and do more of an Apple style thing where they don't manufacture uh, their uh, their bikes. They actually contract it out like Apple does to Foxconn and other um, uh, suppliers. So uh, Peloton essentially sold a bunch of bikes and struck a partnership with Amazon. Uh, there are $500,000 
per month, for, for, I should say 500,000 searches per month on Amazon for Peloton. Now, this is not just the bike. Remember, Peloton has kind of vertical businesses as well, from exercise clothing to parts to um, uh, shoes to the, the bikes. I mean, it, it is all over. I wouldn't be surprised if Peloton starts running shoes with the treadmill. Um, that's just, again, a vertical that Peloton can get, can get into. Uh, but half a million searches on Amazon for Peloton. Now, it was discussed that uh, Prime members will get free delivery of the Peloton. Uh, they will also be allowed to set this up in their home by themselves. Peloton previously did not allow people to uh, set it up in their homes by themselves. They would send out uh, installers. So this means that Peloton margins will shrink, but the expanded uh, relationship with Amazon will get them deals with other retailers. You could see them in Target. You could see them in Walmart. Although Peloton with their brand of um, high-end brand, I don't know that they'll necessarily go into Target. I should say Walmart. They might go into Target. Um, but it, it does open up other retailers. The other big thing, it came out that Amazon was actually in the market and, and there was a, a kind of report of this and I've kind of seen it in one or two of the new art, news articles when I looked it up um, is that Amazon almost bought Peloton. So I pay $12 a month for my Peloton membership. Um, that could be the start of a, hey, we're going to include Peloton in our Prime. We're going to put this in with Twitch, uh, live streaming video. We're going to allow exercise programming. And as a Prime member, you get it for either a reduced rate of $6 a month like students do currently, or you get it included for free. Um, and they pay Peloton, uh, or they merge with Peloton, or they buy Peloton. Who knows? But it's an interesting kind of look at this. And, and again, um, you're talking about a stock. Let me just look at Peloton. 52-week range, 52-week high. August of last year was $120 stock. This is a $12 stock right now, and, and it's rising. Um, it's got all of the confirmation for a trade. Um, got it. Just went down to uh, 11, um, 11.20. Five minutes ago at 9 a.m. But it, it, does, it does have confirmation. Um, I think with this Amazon news, I think you're seeing this hit 14 today. I might put a couple hundred bucks in this one just to trade. Um, I'm going to text my friend and maybe do some live trading on that one. So uh, that was all that I had. There's, there's one that I want to go over. Willie reached out to me on uh, Instagram finally. Uh, Willie didn't reach out to me with a voice message on. Uh, on Anchor, but he reached out to me on Instagram. He wants me to go over a Chinese company, JKS, right before earnings. And let me read his message. And I did some research for you, Willie. Uh, JKS, the RSI is at 49, has an inside candle between 54 and 58. It's a China stock thinking of a quick, quick swing trade leading into earnings on Friday, their Friday morning uh, earnings. Uh, I looked at this one, Willie. JKS. It's a falling knife right now in the last, uh, ever since, it looks like August 11th. Um, now, the RSI has since shrunk down. On a four-hour chart, the RSI is at 38. So it is, 
kind of in no man's land. It's a little lower. Um, you would see the MACD is super, super low. The last time this MACD was down at this range, um, the stock was trading at about 59 in June, and it shot all the way up to 75. Now, I did do some um, uh, some research, and I went into Fidelity, and I looked at their top competitors. And here's what I found. So the PE for JKS is 23. Uh, the industry average is 19. Uh, the top competitor is CSIQ. Uh, and when I looked at CSIQ versus JKS, um, let me look at CSIQ. CSIQ looked like a significant healthier um, uh, chart. You had CSIQ. Uh, you had a buy at $30.42 on July 19th in the algorithm. All the way up through their earnings. Now, their earnings were $1.07. Um, it was a shock. Uh, earnings surprised by 101%. And again, this is Canadian solar. Uh, you do have um, the American kind of connection with uh, Canadian solar that would be much easier for them to uh, start a plant in the United States to take control of the, uh, to take advantage, I should say, of the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, where solar panels made in this country uh, will get a significant funding. Um, so Canadian solar probably has that going for them. Now, JKS, uh, since they haven't announced earnings, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, and I'm not t in touch with the solar industry. Just a guess from a macro perspective. Uh, Inflation Reduction Act probably increased the amount of solar panels purchased um, within the last, you know, what, three weeks since the end of July when the Inflation Reduction Act, which really kind of said, now, here's the killer. Your average win. Uh, your win rate is 28%, 10 wins, 26 losses, 36 positions over a thousand candles. Um, now the algorithm only makes you 5%, but buying and holding JKS has made you 157%. So buying and holding is a strategy that's good on this one. Uh, you're using the 200 day, you've broken it. So what, what's, what's hard on this one, let me go to the daily to look at JKS. Um, just to see, yeah, you haven't touched the 200 day. The 200 day is right at 53.43 and you're trading at 57.36. Um, the RSI is at 41, the MACD is crossing down. Uh, this is on the daily and their earnings are coming up. There's a clear volume shelf here at 52, which would provide support if it broke the 200 day. So you're looking at downside probably between 53 and 52. Even with bad earnings, I would say. Uh, what scares the crap out of me is this gap that was created back in March between 43 and 41. If this is truly a hype play based on the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and kind of, hey, in Congress, we're going to have solar stuff, then you're seeing this kind of retaliation come back ever since the beginning of July where JKS has just come down from the 70 mark, the high of 76, and it's gone down to the 50s now. Um, they could come out and say something in their earnings. 
in my mind, I, I think CSIQ, which one? Uh, let me do the symbol. Um, so yeah, CSIQ, Canadian Solar, it just seems like a stronger company. Um, again, their price performance, JKS has made 40%. Um, the CSIQ has only made 36%. The industry average, though, is minus 14%. Uh, the PE for JKS is 23. The PE for CSIQ is 19. Um, the beta score for CSIQ is 1.16. So both of these have high betas. The beta for JKS is 1.09. Um, they're both about the same size. Uh, shares outstanding 49.5 million for JKS. CSIQ is 64.3 million. Um, I, I, you know, again, I don't, if I had a crystal ball, Willie, I would tell you um, uh, that, you know, what it goes, but my gut is that this one goes down. And, and <laughs> I could be inverse Kramer at this point. Kramer said, yeah, the S&P, everything looks like it's going to turn back around yesterday which you guys know is the, the knife point in the, the back of the skull for the, the market. Um, but I would tell you, again, trade the trend. And the trend on this one is just down. The 50 days moving down, the nines moving down, the 21 days moving down, the 200 days just starting to turn. If you trade this trend, um, then I would say it, it, it's risky. But I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. I'll, I'll cross my fingers. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, let's go over some scans. Um, energy continues to kill it. Yesterday was Oxy with the cross up, or I think it may have been yesterday or the day before, somewhere around there. Oxy has killed it. Oxy continues to kill it. Uh, today, it's Chevron, CVX. I had said yesterday, anything under 160, buy it. Anything over 160, you sell it. Uh, it's at 161, but it's got confirmation. I probably wouldn't sell it with that MACD cross up. Uh, the RSI is high. I don't think this is one that you buy into right now with the RSI at 63. Um, their earnings are up. Their, their ex-dividend date is up. There's no catalyst other than the increasing price of oil. Uh, do I think this one goes back to 180? Eh, could be. Uh, right now, if you're holding on to it and you're just basing it on the algorithm, the algorithm had you buying in July 15th at 136. 136, this is a $160 stock. 20% uh, within a month. So a great, great energy trade. We talked about BABA. Uh, BABA had a cross up and you're trading down on BABA, I think in the pre-market, 89.82. Um, and BABA is at 88. It's down one and a half percent. Like I said, I think 90 is your pivot point here. If you wanted to get into BABA, I don't know why you would, but if you want to get into BABA, there's one. Uh, one of our recent favorite, favorite business, just not favorite stock is App Harvest, APPH. This one had a MACD cross up yesterday at $3.11. The RSI is at 37. Um, their earnings, they're not earning money. This was a complete uh, rally, uh, not necessarily based on any news, just probably based on it being completely oversold and the market going up. Um, but it's at $3.11. That's the MACD cross-up. Now, on this one, you lose 17% with the algorithm. You lose 67% with buy and hold. Uh, positions within 1,000 candles, 35. Uh, 13 wins, 22 losses. 
So you're 37% a chance of a win, but your average win is 19.95% with the algorithm. So uh, if you think that this one's going to bounce up at 311, let's see, App Harvest, uh, APPH. And by the way, I did not look up any of the fundamentals on this one, uh, any of the FinViz news. So if you're going to trade into this one, wow, it's, the ask is at 320. Um, uh, the 10 day volume is 1.27. The 90 day volume is uh, 1.4. So um, you've got, you know, volume kind of not necessarily on your side. The volume has come down, but it is a micro cap. It's only $329 million. Short position is 20%. Speaking of short positions, uh, I'll interrupt the scans with a best um, Bed Bath and Beyond update. You are at 11.15. This went all the way up to $12.20 in pre-market. Uh, again, you're at 37% short on this one. And that's as of July 29th. There is probably even more short interest in this one as it has gone up and Ryan Cohen has sold out. So uh, I do think that there's an opportunity there if you wanted to short it. I don't particularly short stocks. Buy some puts if you'd like. Um, but you're taking your, uh, your money in your own hands with that one. Another China stock that came up on a scan, by the way, back to app harvest, just do your research on that one. Uh, Lala asked me about this a while ago. <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm a fan of the business, uh, not necessarily of the stock because they are losing money. Um, and in this market, that's tough as interest rates go up, that stock's going to continue to decline. So if Jay Powell comes out on Friday and says, yeah, I, I don't see an end to the 75 point rate hikes, um, you know, oh, and by the way, futures are negative again. Again, like I said, this is going to be up and down, up and down. Uh, another China stock, Baidu, B-I-D-U, had a MACD cross up here at 134. Um, and, and probably I just, you know, looked at some China stocks and said, hey, they're, they're going up. But Baidu had one. A recent lookup, uh, if you guys remember, this was a $17 stock that paid like a 4 or $5 dividend. Let me see. It went from um, $14 down to, uh, all the way down to $12. Um, yeah. So it was like a $5 dividend on a $15 stock. It was crazy. PBR. Peanut Butter Revolution. PBR. Um, that's how I remember it. But the RSI's at 59. Uh, we had a MACD cross up here at 1463. The reason I bring this up is this was a $17 stock that got all the brought all the way down to 12 with a, a $5 dividend. And it's climbed its way back. So if you got in on this one, and, and I think I briefed on it when it was at $12 before, um, you not only got to 17 then you got a $5 dividend. Uh, you've managed to climb your way back up to about 15 here. Um, so it, it's been quite a move, quite a benefit. Um, it, it's been... You know, listen, you can't argue with that one, but it's, it's, it's been a good one. Uh, remember your, uh, your bulls and your bears, you pro, uh, SPXU, 
Uh, U Pro is a bull. SPXU is a bear. SPXL, bull. Uh, TQQQ for the NASDAQ, that's the bull. Uh, I don't know where this market is going. I, I seem to think that it's just kind of floundering uh, around for a while. I think until Jay Powell says something on Friday, you won't see anything happen. I mean, you know, you can have these little kind of uh, push-ups. Let's look at Blue Apron from yesterday. Oh, Tesla went up yesterday. Um, the whistleblower, everyone seems to think that Twitter will kind of come back and say, hey, buy us at 45 or 42 or something like that, uh, and we'll get out of this mess. Tesla did have the cross down. They went up. Their uh, stock split is tomorrow, three for one. Um, I don't see any reason necessarily to buy it other than the stock split being, uh, you know, again, the, it's going to go three for one. So it will trade just below $300 at the price right now at uh, $895. $900 will go down to $300. Um, I think if you buy some some uh, um, calls out in the future for three hundred dollars, I, I I don't see any reason why you wouldn't make money. But I'm not an options trainer. Uh, your average win on Tesla is nineteen percent, uh, twenty six positions over a thousand candles, forty one percent gain, a hundred and nine percent if you buy and hold, forty one percent again if you use the algorithm, uh, thirty eight. Percent wins, ten wins, sixteen losses. Of that, was twenty six percent, twenty um twenty six positions. Your average uh average win is nineteen point three seven. So, uh, your average loss is seven point two six. So you are taking a big big loss on the losses. Um, if you have a five percent kind of stop loss, then you're only losing five percent, uh, rather than seven percent that you would lose on the average. So your max drawdown, by the way, and, and again, if you haven't gotten a tried TrendSpider, go and try TrendSpider. Um, I also have to mention supporters of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. Had another couple of supporters last night. Remember, I include it in every description of the podcast. There's a support um, link there. Uh, if you make money, you know, again, I can't imagine you're making money this week. Uh, your energy plays boil and things of that sort. Tip me when you're done. Boyle's not done. Uh, Boyle is still, you're still in this one at $98. You're up to $105. Um, Occidental, you're still in this one. It, it's still going strong. I haven't sold out of mine. I know I said a couple of days ago I was going to sell out of it. Glad I didn't. Um, Devon Energy, you're still going strong. Uh, your ex-dividend date is September 9th. I can't see any reason that Devon doesn't continue to go into strong through the dividend. Uh, after the dividend, hey, maybe, you know, it's oversold, overbought right now. The RSI is at 72. You'll see some pullback on this one. Are you going back down to 60? I doubt it. You're at $70. If you go back down to 60, buy more. You know, load up the Brinks truck. Um, in the pre-market, I'm not seeing anything crazy. It's kind of just all flout. CrowdStrike is back up. Um, Devin is up. Uh... I'm not seeing anything. Um, Pan W is down slightly, but that was up 10% yesterday. Um, I'm just not seeing anything crazy. There's nothing really out there. Uh, you know, hold on to your hats because 
typically that means that, you know, people are just unsure and, and that could mean a sell-off. But if that's the case, that VIX is going to shoot from 23 up to 30. So have you VIXI. Watch your charts. If you hear of a start, starting a sell-off, get into Uvixi. I, I think Uvixi, it's at 992 right now. I, I think anything under 10, I think you're good. Uh, do you hold it? I, I can't see why you wouldn't. PBR with the MACD cross-up, it's down. Uh, it's in one of the, the most actives. Um, AMC and Ape. Oof. I don't know anybody that would want to go into these, but uh, short position, 18.44. Your Apple is down or up? It's up slightly. But uh, match group files antitrust case and against Apple in India. Again, do your research. Okay, 40 minutes. I will stop there. Again, thank you to the supporters of the podcast. If you want to help support it, Just go to that link in the description. Take care. I will talk to you tomorrow.